You're listening to Fueled, a Finish the Maker podcast, and I'm your host, Braden Dauphiné. Hi, my name is Braden Dauphiné, and I'm a student intern here at Finish the Maker. And today I have the wonderful opportunity of interviewing Miss Anna Ducey. Before we kick it off, I'm going to give a little intro into what she does here. Uh, Anna Ducey began her career at Finstermaker as early as 2015, subsequently gaining her licensure four years later in 2019. And she is now a professional engineer specializing in roadway design, hydraulic and hydraulic modeling, and project management within the water resource and transportation sectors. In her current role, Anna oversees civil design projects, strategically managing multi-million dollar projects for both public and private sectors. She has collaborated with various agencies, including LADOTD, FEMA, GOSEP, uh, local municipalities, and she also showcases her coordination skills in diverse project environments. Anna has successfully brought many water resources projects to completion, incorporating numerical hydrologic and hydraulic modeling for floodplain mapping, FEMA no-rise, and FEMA LOMRs. Her utilization of numerical modeling extends to assessing future conditions of drainage basins and formulating cost-effective projects that enhance individual watersheds. So Miss Anna, you got a pretty impressive resume and I've been looking forward to this interview. Thank you for taking your time out to showcase what you have to offer to everyone. Thank you, Braden. I'm happy to share, excited to do this. All right, you ready to get started? Yeah, let's go. When did you make the decision to pursue civil engineering and what inspired you to make that decision? So I was actually really lucky that I made the decision pretty young. I was a freshman in high school. I had been around civil engineers. My father was a bridge inspector with DOTD for uh, over 35 years. So growing up as a child, he would take me to the job sites and the asphalt plants. And so I was really exposed to all of that and where a lot of people thought I would probably go into healthcare like my mother. I went the opposite direction and I found civil engineering doing a high school Um, what would you like to be when you grow up project and I stuck with it all the way through Uh, applied only to UL went to engineering there and I've loved it ever since cool so you've had first-hand experience you know since before you even started school yes absolutely on to the next question before starting your career what are qualities in yourself that you believe helped you succeed in becoming an engineer So I would say probably two qualities come to mind off the top of my head, and that would be grit and curiosity. Um, Engineering, obviously not one of the easiest things. It's a lot about problem solving and perseverance through the challenges. Uh, So I feel like the grit really helped me to pull through college and even challenges I face every day in my career. Um, And then also the natural curiosity of things. Um, We have to do a lot of research at times. There's no automatic answer in a textbook that we can find. Um, So I felt like curiosity helped me dive a little deeper and do more research as I go through engineering problems. Actually understand a topic and get to to know the problem. Yes, absolutely, for sure. Okay, so next question. So through the growth and the evolution of your career, what qualities do you think you've developed that serve you well 
here at Sense Maker. So as my career has grown from engineer intern to now engineer manager, one of the key things I would say quality-wise that I've worked to further develop is my listening skills. In order to be a great leader, you really have to be an active listener. Um, and I also find that in my client forward-facing role, uh, we really have to be great listeners to understand the client's issues and what their needs are. And sometimes they don't always know what the problem may be. And so for us to listen and really be able to understand and better grasp to help them. Um, so listening is one of those skills that I feel like you continuously have to improve on as yeah. you go throughout. <laughs> I agree with that. And also I found out that you're getting your master's in business. Do you think that'll improve your career outlook? after you get your MBA and tie it back into your civil engineering degree? Yes, so I am really excited to be going to get my master's in business administration. Um, I think that that is helping me as I grow in my career and more towards a leadership position. Um, it's allowing me to broaden my understanding of the business skill set, um, as well as leadership and organizational tools to kind of have in my tool belt. And so I think that that's going to ultimately tie back into not only making me a better engineer, but also just a better leader having that breadth of knowledge in both engineering and the business side of things. Yeah, you get to see all sides of a project. Yes. Design, whatever. Absolutely. Having experience in many of the different areas in civil engineering, which they have plenty, what area do you enjoy working in the most and why do you enjoy it the most? I would say that design project-wise, I enjoy transportation and drainage design the most. Um, so recently working on the Apollo Road Extension Project in Scott, that was the roundabout design at Apollo and Rue de Bellier, and the drainage that goes along with that as well. Significant uh, drainage improvements for that community. Design-wise, that would be my top two. Um, and then ultimately in my career, I would actually say that my supervisory role gives me the most fulfillment. Um, I thoroughly enjoy working with my team members that I mentor and train uh, and helping them be successful. Watching that come up from engineer interns all the way to managers themselves, um, that's been one of the most rewarding things that I didn't think I would enjoy starting my career, but I really like that aspect of it. So Anna, away from technical questions, um Let's shift gears a little bit. What does your typical workday look like? So one of the many things that I love about my job is I really do not have typical <laughs> work days. Um, I could be doing one thing one day and a completely different thing the next. For example, last week um, on Monday, I led an internal team meeting of about 30-ish people. Um, on Tuesday, I had to attend a resource meeting where we plan out um, our engineering resources to ensure we have the adequate capacity for all of our projects. Um, the next day, I'm working on a proposal for a drainage master plan. And then also to design where I'm working on uh, a project for the city of Scott, the Eras Landry extension design. So we're in the conceptual layout phase of that project. So 
it really covers a variety of different things. Um, I love that I can come into work each day and just completely have a different aspect that I'm working on. Yeah, no repetition, no boring, no yes, boringness. Yes, it's definitely not boring. <laughs> yeah. Um, next question: Can you talk about your role as a project manager and maybe some of the complex things that come with doing so? Sure. Um, so as a project manager, probably one of the complexities that I have to face is actually managing engineers. Um, as an engineer, we can definitely get into the details of things and dive deep. And most of us tend to be perfectionists by nature, which is really a little bit of the opposite of a project manager's role. A project manager is really looking at the bigger picture um, and focusing on maintaining things like schedule and budget. Uh, so it's definitely complex to have to work with the design engineers and, you know, make sure that we're remaining on time uh, and under budget for projects like that. Sometimes when we can get down into the weeds. Yeah, it's harder to, to keep the bigger picture in mind, all the calculations and stuff like that. Absolutely, absolutely. We focus a lot on doing the best product we can and uh, the project manager helps us to do the best product as efficiently as we can. How do you foster open communication with your team? One of the things I really love doing is having regular weekly meetings with a lot of my team members, and that's for the team members that I'm personally supervising. Um, and I think a big part of fostering open communication is to build those relationships and build uh, a trust between team members. Uh, so not everything is about work all the time, right? You have to get to know the person that you're working with. Um, and I think that that helps build trust. And the same goes for as a project manager when you're working with your project team. Um, I think that key keeping regular check-ins with the project team is very important. Um, and again, keeping an open door to where your project team feels like they can come to you where, oh, we don't think we're gonna meet the deadline or uh, if there's a mistake that's been made, um, you want your team to feel like they can come and talk to you. So just maintaining that open line of communication, I think, and keeping that consistency uh, and definitely allowing the trust to build between each person on the team is important. Gotcha. Every, every team member is not just a coworker. It's more of a friend, coworker. Absolutely, absolutely. I uh, definitely call my team, my Finstermaker family, and we for sure mean it. We're a very yeah, tight-knit yeah. group. So. <laughs> so on the flip side of the previous question, how do you keep effective communication with clients? And what are some strategies you employ to do that? Um, so I think the key word there is effective. Uh, it's very important to be open and honest and transparent with your clients as well. Um, as engineers, a lot of the times, we're not gonna be telling the clients what they love to hear, whether it's that construction cost has now gone up or um, maybe a deadline is slipping a little bit or maybe it's taking you know, a lot longer to get this permit than we thought it would. Um, it's not always going to be a bright and sunny message. So I think just maintaining 
an open and honest communication with your client is very important. Um, we're all human and things happen. Uh, so as long as you're completely transparent with your client, I think that that really goes a long way to build trust and credibility with them, really. So I also think that knowing your client and knowing their preferred style of communication is a big piece of it as well. Um, I've had clients where we do monthly face-to-face -face meetings. Um, some clients prefer a weekly email or it might be a bi-weekly phone call that you make. Um, it's really important for you to get to know and understand your client uh, to know what their preference is as far as communication goes and making sure that you're keeping them uh, updated on project status and things like that. What steps do you take when approaching challenges on a project and how do you over overcome those challenges? So one of the challenges I find that we faced on almost every engineering project is um, working and communicating with the general public. Uh, so a lot of times the public may not understand why we have to close a roadway during construction or they may not understand the specific detour route or um, different things like that. Why we're building a pond in this location versus another location. Uh, so one of the ways that we face those challenges is by keeping our clients, whether it be a mayor or a police jury, um, really arming them with the information that they need um, and empowering them with that information to be able to go and communicate effectively with the general public to ensure that they have all the information that they need. We like to make sure that the public engagement piece also includes an educational aspect because as engineers, we're in it every day and a lot of times can think our engineering knowledge is common knowledge, but it is not common knowledge. Um, so really just working to help educate, uh, I think is another key aspect to that challenge as well. Yeah, you might get less complaints about our project if someone knows what's actually going on. Absolutely, absolutely. What about outside of our project? Can you talk about how your approach challenges are facing your career more broadly? And have you faced any adversity or setbacks that you could share? I have not faced what I would call a setback. Um, however, as an engineer intern, I will say starting with Fenstermaker, that's when you really grind it out. And I was focusing a lot on launching my career and growing as much as I could, as fast as I possibly could. Um, and now that I'm about nine years into my career uh, and I am growing my family, I have two kids, um, to where now I'm in a period where I'm not super hyper-focused on the growth of my career. Um, and maybe I'm not leaning in as much into that. Uh, but it's an interesting point in my career where I'm still working to balance family and balance my career going to get my master's. Uh, so I think that it's important that you're not always going to be in super growth periods of your career. Um, sometimes you're just not leaning in as much as others for different phases of your life. So what's the best career advice you've ever been given? 
As someone with anxiety, uh, I tend to get anxious in certain situations. And it was actually our president, Charles Finstermaker, that was sitting in my office one day and we were having a conversation. And he said, don't make a mountain out of a molehill, which is a pretty common phrase, but it stuck with me a lot in the sense of sometimes if you have to have a difficult conversation as a project manager or a supervisor even, um, if you have an anxious personality, you can really sit on that for a good long while and start to get anxious and think about all the different ways you can say it and all the different ways it can go, where if you really just take a moment to formulate your thoughts um, and address the situation right then and there, it's going to be a lot better than if you were to sit on it. So I try and keep that in mind all the time now. Uh, and it really does help me in a lot of situations. What advice and tips would you give to new civil engineers entering the profession? One of the biggest pieces of advice I feel that I could give would be internships to summarize it in one word. For those that are still uh, in college, it would be to start as young as you possibly can and get a variety of different internships. You have different career opportunities where you could go public with the Army Corps of Engineers or DOTD, or you could work for a private consulting firm like Finstermaker. Um, you could do structural work or roadway design or geotechnical design. So I really think it's important that you take advantage of a time in your life where you can work a different job each summer um, before you truly commit to a career and maybe you can figure out what you really like in engineering and maybe even what you don't like in civil engineering because there's such a variety of things that you could do. Yeah, I totally agree. I think I've started my internships my freshman year, right when I started, uh, I started in Broussard and then I came here. And I also think it plays back the other way. It makes school much easier because you hear terms and you hear professors talk about things that you also hear your boss say at work. Yes. So School makes you work easier, but work also makes your school easier when you have an internship. Absolutely. It's a lot easier to learn something when you have the hands-on actual yeah. uh, backstory of it too. Yep. So yeah, I can see that. So as a young EI, before you took your professional engineering exam, what were your study habits and how long did you study for, for the PE exam? Well, as a horrible test taker, as I mentioned, I do have anxiety. Um, I had to take the PE twice. And so <laughs> the first time I took it, uh, I studied for a while, months uh, in advance. But I was really focusing on reading old textbooks and materials like that, um, where the second time I took it, I used the test master's prep course. Um, and I found that that was a lot more helpful to give me more of a guided and pointed type of study material. Um, and they work specifically for people going to take the PE. So they uh, definitely know what type of material will be on the test. So I would say to invest in your studying and um, really focus on the breadth of uh, engineering as well. So finding more of like a practice exam would be more than just going into my old books and yes. rereading chapters. Yes, and absolutely. Any uh, actual study material, I think NCES makes a practice exam. Um, yeah. Utilize that as much as you can. And before we go, I'd 
have to ask our closing question, one post to all of our interviewed guests. Um, in the spirit of Fueled, which is our podcast name, what fuels you? Not only in your career, but in, in general, in your life, work, family, et cetera. I would say my family is what fuels me. Um, without the love and support of my husband and my two precious kids, I would not be able to do what I do. They are my why. Um, but I think if I challenged myself to dig a little deeper than family, I would probably be able to sum it up into one word, and that word would be service. What fuels me is really being able to be of service to others. Um, so whether it be uh, serving a client or the community by giving them the best product I can, uh, going back for my master's in business to better serve our engineering department and even Finstermaker as a whole by me gaining that business understanding. That's really what fuels me is if I can be of service to others, I feel good. So thank you, Miss Anna. Thank you for taking your time out of the day to come on the Fueled podcast and tell everyone about your experiences as an engineer. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Brayden. Um, it was my pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm.